So yesterday we were talking about uh, the importance of confession. Yeah. And what we say, how important is what we say. And then we went over like a list of bad confessions that mm -hmm. yeah. really the devil has created in society. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of them are obvious and some of them are not so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but there were some really good ones uh, that, that we had and added to the list and, yeah. you know, like... One of the things was, I'll never pay that much for whatever the item is. That one really got in everybody's business. <laughs> and uh, then uh, we had things like, you know, be careful. That's something that people say all mm -hmm, the time. Yep. Take care. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually directly contrary to what the Word yeah. says. Uh, and we looked at just the importance of confession, that Christianity is called the great confession, yeah. and that we're born again by confessing, you know. Uh, so one of the things that you'll see is that you'll hear people say, uh, calling, making confessions like name it and claim it or blab mm -hmm. it and grab it. And a lot of times when yeah. people are using the, that terminology, they're speaking down about it. Yeah. But what I'd like for us to do is let's go to Romans uh, chapter 10 mm -hmm. and verse 9 and 10. Let's just start yeah. there. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. Because what we're looking at today is how much can change by making good confession. Yeah. How much can change? Well, let, let's just look at this first. Yeah. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Uh, will you read that? Yeah, it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yes. For with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So one of the things that we can see is you're not even born again without a good confession, yeah. right? You need uh, the process of being born again, the proper one that should happen, yeah. involves making a good confession. And so a lot of times, if you don't believe in name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, if you don't believe in making confessions, you're setting yourself up to not believe in being born again in that way. Yeah. Well, I believe in Jesus as my Lord. Yeah, but he tells you to confess him as that, yeah. that you speak him as that. And I know uh, most of my life, I grew up until I was an adult, most of my prayers were in my head. Like mm -hmm. I would yeah. not, I would pray like in a public group with my mouth. But if I was just praying to the Lord, I'd just close my eyes yeah. and I'd pray in my head. And, uh, but the issue is that's not what the word really teaches us. He yeah. teaches us to open up our mouth and speak audibly yeah. and confess things. And this is one of them. Jesus, you are my Lord, uh, where we're speaking those things. Our prayers yeah. are that way. I'm not saying that God couldn't hear your prayers if you were like, you know, uh, held hostage and bound and, <laughs> and gagged or something. Yeah. You could pray out of your spirit, man. But if we're sitting in a normal situation, we should open our mouth. It's yeah. not meant to be inside because the reason for that is we were created mm -hmm. as a speaking spirit, a creative and speaking spirit made in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. How did God create? He spoke, right? Yeah. He spoke. And so how do we create in our own lives? We speak. We yeah. confess things. He made us in his image to operate like him in that way. And so this is something that's important for us to get a hold of and right. grab a hold of that. Notice here in verse 10, it says, For with the heart a person believes result in righteousness, 
and with the mouth he confesses. Not mm -hmm. with the mind. Yeah. yeah. Not with the mind. Yeah. With the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. But notice this as well. Resulting in salvation, so in the package of salvation, you have your eternal life with God. You're yeah. born again. In the package of salvation, you have healing, deliverance, uh, prosperity, protection, and restoration. So any of those other areas, you know, not just speaking about, you know, being born again and having an intimate fellowship with God, but if I need healing or I need protection or I need prosperity or deliverance or restoration in my life, that is salvation. Yeah. So what this verse also lays out is if I'm moving and I need healing, here's also the process for healing. Yeah. Believe in my heart that I'm righteous. Believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and made me righteous with rights yeah. and confess with my mouth the salvation that he's given me. So right. I can say, all right, Lord, because you raised from the dead, that proved that I was made right. I have rights with you. I made the righteousness of God in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5.21. I have a right to believe for healing. And so now I confess, healing be in my body, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm confessing with my mouth. And now look at it from that sake. For with a heart, a person, with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. So you even see here what we're believing in is we're not just believing that we're healed. We're believing that we're righteous. Yeah. We're yeah. believing that we're made right. Yeah. And then out of that right standing, healing has to be, if I'm made right, then yeah. healing is mine because yeah. sickness only came yeah. because of the curse. Yeah. So if you mm -hmm. remove the curse, my only other option is to be healed. Right. So that's why righteousness, one of the reasons why righteousness is so important. Yeah. But to get that activated, we have to, from that righteousness, confess the salvation, confess the healing, confess the prosperity, confess the restoration, confess the deliverance, yeah. confess the protection. You know, I've, I've prayed it many times over our family. Lord, protect our family is protected. Thank you for your yeah. protection in Jesus' name. Supernatural protection be over all of them. There's multiple things we've been saved for that we know about. How many things don't we that we don't know about that we've yeah. been saved from? But I've confessed it. I've spoken those things. So now going back and looking at a couple of things that we looked at yesterday, uh, Matthew 12, 36, it says, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Yeah. That word idle means unproductive. So every word that does not produce for the kingdom of God is considered by God to be idle, and we can be judged for that, right? So now, we don't want to take that to the place of legalism where I can't even say, hi, you know, or, or pray for somebody or be yeah. nice to somebody. That's not what he's talking yeah. about he, because that actually is building the kingdom because you're building a relationship, you're building fellowship. Mm -hmm. So we're not being legalistic yeah. in that way, but we don't want to be saying, you know, Take care. Well, that just kills me, right? That just kills me. Well, that tickles me to death. Take care. 
You know, we don't want to say, well, I would never do this. I can't do this. Yeah. All of yeah. these words are unproductive in the kingdom of God. If they're neutral or unproductive, I want to watch that and be mindful of it. And I want to change my words to match what the Bible says, right? In the message, it says this. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. I think a good picture that we can get in the Spirit is when we speak words spiritually, that word that we speak is a container, and it's sent with a power inside of it to do good and produce for the kingdom yeah. or do bad and be idle for the kingdom of God. So what we speak is very important. And then the last one to remind you of is uh, James chapter 1 and verse 26. And, and this verse, man, when I first really saw this verse, it slammed me because I went, yeah. wow, I've, we need to make sure that we're doing this right. It says, if anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but he deceives his own heart, this man's religion or this man's belief system is worthless. It's worthless. So <laughs> that means that if I don't know how to speak properly, uh -huh. then my whole belief system is really not worth much. Yeah. That shows you, now what value does that put on our words? Yeah, huge. Yeah, in other words, your words yeah. have everything to do with the value of your belief system. Now yeah. think about that. Put that in the comments. Our words have everything to do with the value of our belief system. That, yeah. that is a strong statement. Yeah. Our words have everything to do with the value mm. of our belief system, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you have people that will say, well, they're just not important. No, they are. They are important. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, before we go any further, I want to open it up to you guys uh, because I'm going to definitely go in a direction here in a few minutes, but... You know, you mentioned a great verse yesterday where it said, uh, talking about speak life, you know, yeah. speak life in that. But just what did y'all see yesterday that stuck out or what are you thinking about today that really is, it's just something you feel like you need to say here? Um, there were there was one thing in particular that Barrett said yesterday that helped me a lot. She was saying you know, she would have conversations with George and she was watching her confession, but yeah. she had a... She had her in her heart. The situation was negative. Right. She, this, she like she would say instead of saying problem, she was saying a opportunity. But when yeah. she would say opportunity, it had such a negative connotation that George was like, "Do you yeah. mean opportunity or do you mean problem?" Because <laughs> your heart on it yeah. is wrong. Opportunity yeah. was the right word, but her heart towards it still saw a problem. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I've done that. I've seen yeah. a lot of people do that. Of like, like man, today was opportunistic and instead of being like you know what it was opportunistic like god's helping me right. have a lot of opportunities to yeah. grow instead it's like opportunistic <laughs> i'm hinting so you know i'm actually complaining make sure that you get it in my tone like you know, i've done stuff like yeah. that do people do that <laughs> what um i have <laughs> yeah i've done stuff like that so it's like y'all have y'all ever done that <laughs> like it's like uh, faith-based uh, complaining. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, like, trying to... That's, that's funny. <laughs> trying to, like... Eat. Yeah. But the, the issue is, is, which was so cool yesterday, yeah. is you were talking about the heart on it. And 
And when you were saying that, when Barrett was saying that and stuff, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Why, yeah. even yeah. though my confession was right, like, I, I, I wasn't really speaking life. Because in my heart, like, I, I had no belief right. behind it. So, yeah. um, you know, I was making the right confession, but my circumstances weren't changing and stuff. Yeah. And just right now, this is a different thing. But as you were talking, it, like, one thing that's really... Well, before before we move from that, you know, a lot of times we will say in those situations, we'll say, we'll say, well, I tried. And it's like, no, did we? You know, did we really try? Not, not really. What yeah. we did was we took the actions, but we didn't actually believe that it was going to work, yeah. you know. And I've done that plenty of times. I think all of us have done that. And that's yeah. the problem with having that heart towards just like, did we actually give it full effort or did we just try, you know. And I, I, I really do like the scene in Star Wars where Yoda's, you know, talking uh, to Luke Skywalker, he said, there is no try. There's either yeah. do or do not, you know. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he said, that's it. There is no try. So stop trying and just do it or yeah. don't do it, but yeah. make a choice. Yeah. You know, but if you try, quote, unquote, try, but you're not actually fully committed, right? See, try just, mm -hmm. and put this in the comment, try, most of the time, try just means I'm not committed. You see, I'm not fully committed. I'm not yeah. fully believing. And yeah. so a lot of times all you're doing is fooling yourself into thinking that you're doing the right actions when actually you're not. And so you don't want to try. You want to either do it or don't do that. But most of the time that try just means that we're not committed in that way. Yeah. And, and, and those yeah. are the things that we need to recognize and learn to recognize quickly and we need to make sure that we deal with our heart issue on that. Like what I said yesterday, yeah. where Jim Hockaday and I were talking, and uh, he was saying, you know, you're up on the ship, you're you're the captain on the top deck, steering yeah. the steering wheel of the ship. Your tongue is the rudder underneath the water, but there has to be a linkage from what you're doing mm -hmm. on the top yeah. to actually steering it, and that is our heart belief in yeah. that thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It just, it stuck out to me um, yesterday that so many times we've kind of, like, I know at least I have, maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me, but I've read the scriptures <laughs> where, it probably, prob is. probably is, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've read the scriptures, you know, <laughs> life and death are in the tongue and Proverbs, and um, you know, all these scriptures that we've been looking at, that we're going to be continuing to look at. I've read them and thought, that's great. That's true. And I've, I've thought so, but I've thought of it as hypothetical. Like, hypothetically, that is very true. You know, like, in the spiritual realm, that's very true. And, like, it's not that I doubted it at all, but I did kind of in a way in the physical. And so I, I didn't see the importance of it in the physical realm to watch my words. So... It, it seriously started to manifest, though, in the physical, what I was saying. Right. It wasn't just a spiritual, like, oh, in the great right. by and by, right. this is true. This was, and in the story, it was, this is how God, God used that story that I shared yesterday to show me that there was, there are two very different realms in the physical and the spiritual, but what I was saying I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. It was manifesting itself. 
I was already tired, but I continued to get more and more and more and more right. and more tired. Right. And then when I started to start making the right confessions, I it, it didn't look like there was a change at first, but as I continued and as I started saying it to the point that yeah. I got it yeah. and my heart changed, yeah. nothing changed in my workload at all. Yeah. But I continued to have more and more and more energy. And I think we've thought, well, it's just... And probably a just, positive outlook on it, a can-do yeah. attitude. Oh, yeah. yeah. It changed so much more than just yeah. my, you know, energy level. Yeah. It, I actually had, like, hope <laughs> yeah. again, if that makes sense. I know that seems, like, dramatic, but it wasn't. I yeah. had gotten to a place yeah. where I was so exhausted, I felt hopeless. I'm, I didn't know yeah. how I could do anything yeah. if I would ever have enough energy. Because I'm like, I am supposed to be young. I am like you know, 16, I'm supposed to have tons of energy and I am exhausted. What happens when I get older yeah, if I'm yeah. here? And those thoughts were just what, you know, flooded my mind. And it's when I changed my words, I stopped. I made it a rule. I would not say I'm tired because yeah, that's what I, I needed to do that in good. that moment to yeah. stop that. And when I stopped doing that, then started making the right confessions even though my heart wasn't at the place, I still felt tired. I still was looking at my physical feeling tired at the beginning. But as I started just making myself say the right words, because I knew it was right, I started seeing it and accepting the truth yeah. of the word. And my heart got right. And it changed everything. Yeah. And it, it does, the spiritual does affect the physical it changes it because yes. it's the true truth. And yeah. I think so much we've like kind of read these verses like, oh, like in the grapevine by like, yeah. okay, that's great, but this is real. And the truth is this is more real than anything that's we right. actually yeah. physically feel. You know, what was real to the doctors was that my heart was dead, <laughs> was that, you know, I was going to have problems. But we looked at the truth in, in that testimony, we yeah. looked at what the Bible truly said, and it changed what the doctors said was the truth. It changed what this world said was facts. This is what changed. This is the truth, and it is what changes what the world thinks is truth. Yeah. Well, the word, the word says that everything that is seen is temporal or subject to change. Yeah. Going along with yeah. what you said, Hebrews eleven three says, mm -hmm. "By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God." Now, just think about that. Yeah. The worlds were prepared by what? The, the word. word. By what? The word. By His confession over it. Yeah. Yeah. The worlds were. The world was prepared. The worlds were prepared by the word, His confession, yeah. so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. In yeah. other words, the spiritual root of things yeah. changed the physical fruit, right? The spiritual root changes the physical fruit. Put that in the comments. Mm -hmm. the, the spiritual root changes the physical fruit. Yeah. And so when we see that and that our words directly uh, change the spiritual root, then we can see that our words will change the physical fruit of being right. tired or whatever else. So I, I interrupted you to finish that yeah. point you were talking about, but you were about to say something else as well. Um, one thing I started to see as you opened up that ver as you opened up Romans 10, um, 9 and 10, and you were talking about the importance of righteousness. It reminded me of 
what Brother Tracy, uh, what I've heard him talk about, where um, a lack of revelation of your righteousness in Christ will basically bind up your tongue. It will yeah. keep you from being able to confess the word of God. And like I... you don't feel like you have a right to say it yes, or believe yeah. for it. And I've experienced that a lot. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a Christian family, and for most of my life, it was not just Christian. It was faith. There was a lot of faith. Like I've heard so many messages about confession, and the word was there. Like I knew, yeah. I knew the principle of... Confession is important. I I had heard, or at least head knowledge to some extent. I, I I knew that line in my head, that 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 example. But um, I like I never. It's hard to put it into words because it was a spiritual issue. It yeah. was a it was like a demonic like stronghold, demonic issue of um, like you don't have a right. Like you said, you don't have a right to speak this stuff out. So yeah. even just walking in faith and trying to speak faith, like. I I didn't want to do wrong. I didn't want to break this um, godly principle that God shows us in his word. But I just had this lie of I can't do it. Like yeah. I can't speak that. Like that's that's not for me. Like I, I know that works for everybody else. But that faith, that confession of faith, mm-hmm. if I say it, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. And I had this yeah. lie. Yeah. So it was hard to even say like, like if someone asked me like, um, how is your day going or whatever? It was to to say it to have boldness of like, you know what? Like my day is going great. Like I could have the I could have been having the best day ever. Yeah. But just to speak that out, it was like a there was like a lie of like you don't deserve that. Like even if you're having a great day, I'm not gonna say I'm having yeah. a great day because it was just like ah, like I yeah. it, it, it was like this um timidity. The shyness and like a bold confession was just like I I that I'm gonna look stupid. Like I would also have that lie of uh, to boldly proclaim the word of God. Like even just talking to you guys, I could have something great happen to me. But if I'm like, um, you know, I just I I sense the Holy Spirit today so strong and the and Mm -hmm. His power and like all like if I just said bold things like that I'd be like embarrassed like I don't know if that makes sense but so much of my life I've experienced this of of this bondage of being shy and and embarrassed and um and feeling like I I don't have like yes I know in the word I have this right but I I don't it's it's gonna feel stupid if I say it like you know what I'm talking about yeah absolutely and that's that is one of the major attacks. It's one of the that, one of the things that's really good to do with the word is see what God says is normal. Yeah. For example, like having joy, um, like confessing. Um, see what the Lord says is normal, like easy and light, yeah. right? See what he says is normal, and then compare your life to that and understand that if I'm not operating in his normal... There's a root cause. There's a reason mm-hmm. behind it that I need to root yeah. out. In this case, for you, a lot of it had to do with righteousness. Yeah. Like, for example, um, one time, you know, one time I was, I had a car, I'd bought this car for like, it was a great buy, but I'd bought this like Saturn for like $300 and mm-hmm. it was a great car for me. 
but it was not def it definitely wasn't a nice car it de it got me around but it definitely wasn't like the greatest testimony you know and uh this really religious guy came by and he goes well i'm just so happy to see a preacher that's not just driving like a mercedes or something that's just driving you know like a beat up car and that was basically what he was saying and that really ticked me off it really made me mad because yeah. i went I went, you have no idea what you just did to me. Not that you told me I'm driving a beat-up car. You yeah. just told me my witness is horrible. You don't understand that because you don't have a revelation of righteousness or yeah, the love yeah. of God. You've got so much religion on you. You don't yeah. understand that. But my point is, what if you did have the $100,000 car and somebody comes up to you and says, well, that's a nice car for a preacher, right? And then, and then you were embarrassed by it or ashamed yeah. by it. See, there's a problem there because you, you've got to understand that if God gave it, and, and I heard this one time, preachers said this, never be ashamed of the blessing of God. Yeah. Yeah. Never be ashamed of the blessing of God. Never be ashamed of God's favor that he's poured out on you. Yeah. He decided to pour that on, out on you. He gave it to you. We should not be ashamed of that. We yeah. should utilize that and say, look how good God is. Like, right. it's not just... You know, it's not just the spiritual, you know, Holy Ghost goosebumps that we'll get during a service. Like, it's legit manifested blessings in our life. You know, you look into uh, Genesis, you see Abraham was very rich in, in livestock and gold and silver. Uh, you see that Isaac, you know, sowed in a year of famine and reaped that year a hundredfold, so much so that the ungodly people said, you got to move away from here. You're too powerful. Yeah. It's a manifested blessing. In other words, the blessing of God is not limited or relegated just to Holy Ghost goosebumps. It's everywhere. Well, what happens yeah. is if we don't know that we deserve that, not because of our own self-deserving uh, actions, mm -hmm. but if we don't know that we deserve that because of what Christ did, then we'll be ashamed to say that. Yeah. We're, you know, you even look at most people. They, most people in America today, even if they go to church, they won't even say the prayer in a restaurant because they're ashamed of it. I don't want to be ashamed of God. No. You know, I don't want to be the one who denies Him in public. You know, I want to be the yeah. one who says, "No, I'm happy to believe in Him." You know, and uh, those are things that have challenged me even in the past, and I've had to get yeah. better at them. You know, even now, if we go to a restaurant and we'll have 30 or 40 people there, if I say the prayer, everybody like yells, amen, amen. I mean, I'm the one, I'm the preacher and I'm the one and I've had moments where I'm like, oh, golly, God's not so loud, you know, and, and I've had to say, no, that's actually, we need to change culture. They yeah. need to see a happy group of people yeah. with the blessing of God and the joy yeah. of the Lord on them. And, and the, when we, when we tip them, and it's well over 15%, they know yeah. where it came from. You know, these are the kind of things we need to be a witness and a testimony. And a lot of times, though, our confession suffers because of that because we don't know our righteousness. Right. We're, we're ashamed of, of well, yeah, I, I, you know, he gave this to me. You know, he's, he's doing good things. For, you know, today really has stunk, but God's turning it around. Well, we, do we really believe that in our heart? Mm -hmm. Not Probably not if we say it like that. Yeah. But if we're like, no, God's turning this around. Like, 
Yeah, this morning's been <laughs> challenging, but God is moving in it. He is working in it. It's awesome, yeah, and we don't yeah. want to shrink back from that. They were known in Acts 4 because of their boldness and confidence of, of God and the blessing of God, and yeah. this is where we want to stay all the time. Yeah, one change that really greatly affected my life is the day that I decided that I was not ever going to have another bad day again. Yeah. Like, I refused to, even as terrible as it might have looked, I was yeah. like, to, there will not be a day that I will end the day and say that it's been a bad day. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever again. Because that goes specifically against the Word of God. He's leading us from victory to victory. And I will not accept yes. anything yeah. less than the yeah. Word of God. So yeah. even if it's looked like it's had very many opportunities, <laughs> problems, I'm not going to accept that as, well, that's the end. Today's just been kind yeah. of a wasted day. I'm so ready yeah. for tomorrow to start. Yeah. I, I made up in my mind, based off of what I had read in the Word, that Good. God yeah. never, God's heart for us is never for us to have a bad day. Yeah. So why would we ever accept anything like that? Yeah. And that... That changed something in my heart because it helped. It changed my heart. It changed my outlook, but also changed my confession. Yeah. So when people, it, when people ask, like, how's your day been? Even if it's been the worst day that you've had in a long day thus far up till that point in the day, I will never, you will never catch me claiming that. Yeah. It's been a really bad day. You will never catch me yeah. claiming that. Amen. Because... That is, that's going against the word of God. And it changed something in me. It changed that outlook. And it, it almost released like this, um, what the world would probably say, like a, uh, like a like relentless optimism or something. Yeah. And that's truly how we should be as Christians. Nothing should beat us back. No, nothing should knock our feet out from under us because it's not based yeah. on, you know, events that are happening. That's not how, why our day is good. That's not why we're doing well based off of how the events of our day are. If that's based off of that, man, we're going to be a roller coaster. And before I made that decision, it was, it was a roller coaster. And that's why the Lord was leading me to make that decision. Because when I decide he is what my joy is based off of, he yeah. is what my life is based off of, he is my firm foundation, then, you know, some Terrible things can try to happen. They can try to make me feel bad, yeah. but it's not going to affect me at all because that that's not what my joy is based off of. That's yeah. not what my victory is based off of. It's based off of him and everything he's already done. Yeah, and if you don't believe that in your heart, yeah. you're not going to confess it. No, no. You know, you're, the word says, out of your heart, the mouth speaks. And yeah. so if you're wanting to change your confession, that will change the spiritual root, that will change your physical fruit. Yeah. You have to deal with what you actually believe in your heart, you know, and that's what yeah. you're saying is you didn't believe that you were worthy of saying what you knew to say. Yeah. I know this is the right yeah. thing to say, but I didn't feel like I was worthy. So even if you would have said it, was yeah. it actually connected to what you believe in your heart? Well, it's better even if you don't believe it in your heart yet to go ahead and say the right thing for sure because yeah. you, as you commit your actions to the Lord, your thoughts will be established and it's the right thing. You will kind of set a course 
with your yeah. tongue, with your with your word. And it may take you a long time, but it, one of the things we want to do is we want to get in the belief of the heart as soon as yeah. possible. Right. And so looking at looking at this, but you know, because today we're how much can change by making good confessions. Well, the very first thing that we looked at in Romans ten nine and ten is your eternity can change. Yeah. Your eternity can change with a confession. Yeah. You know, yeah. the thief on the cross. You know, he had a heart change, and he confessed to the Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. In other words, what he was saying is, you're, I trust you. You remember me because I, you are my king. You're my king. He was saying even on the cross, you're my king. Remember me in your kingdom because I want to be a part of your kingdom. That's what yeah. he was saying. You're my Lord. And he's saying, I, I believe it, that you're in, and watch in his statement was both a confession as Lord and belief in his heart that God was going to raise him yeah. from the dead. So you're going to rise up, and God's going to rise you up. I believe it before it even happens. Yeah. I believe it before it even happens, and I know it's going to happen. So when you enter into that, don't forget me because you're my Lord, you're my King. And yeah. so he confessed these things, yeah. and, he, and he said these things. And it changed eternity. Yeah. What else can change, you know, according to this? So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. I love this verse. Mm -hmm. I did not understand this verse. Um, this, I, I was looking at this verse one day, and I have multiple verses. Have you ever had this? This is a great thing to do, by the way. Have you ever had this? You're reading a verse, and you read it, and you're like, I can tell that's a really powerful verse. Like that verse means something yeah. more than just what's on the surface. Yeah. There's something strong there. And uh, if you get that sense in your spirit, just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, what is that? What is that? Some of the best revelations I've ever have had was when I did that, when I yeah. actually said, Lord, show me what that, this is one of them. Another yeah. one was childlike faith. Another one was the living stones. Another one is uh, the leaves of the tree. In Revelation, you know, there's so many different ones where I've had that. Another one uh, was James 1.17, where every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the mm -hmm. Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. Um, yeah. there, I was like, there's more there. There's something in that that yeah. I need to see. All of these verses, yeah. God will show you. The Holy Spirit will. Well, this is a verse that I was, I wanted to know, and, and I asked the Lord about, and he opened it up to me and at least a beginning revelation of it. And so let's look at it. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. So now, one thing that got my attention on this verse is I knew this was good, I knew God's heart was good, but I didn't like the wording that said to witness against you, right? Mm, yeah. I was like, I don't like that. Now, see, if you don't have a revelation of righteousness, yeah. a verse like this can, can mess you up yeah. Yeah. because it's like, man, it's uh, witnessing against me. But I knew that wasn't the case. I had already gotten a yeah. decent revelation of righteousness, not what I have now, but I knew that it was something... There's something in translation that's being missed here. 
I said, Lord, open this verse up to me, show it to me. And so one of the things that, that's very important for us to see right from the get-go is he says this, I'm, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. And you have the ability to choose life and the blessing or death and the curse. You yeah. have the ability. Now, and then he says, he even helps us. He's like, if you don't know which one to choose, <laughs> choose some life. You know, like, choose this one, you know. <laughs> you know, wink, wink, life, you know, blessing. He says, choose that, and which I appreciate because we think that we could never miss that. But if we just look at our confessions yesterday, how many times have we chosen the death and the curse in <laughs> yeah. our confession? yeah. So it's a good reminder even to us who think that we've arrived at some knowledge and wisdom of God. Yeah. God's so good and he's so merciful. But then let's look at the first part of that. So it says, and watch this, I call heaven and earth, both heaven and earth, to witness against you today. And then I, I put before you a choice. So he's saying, I call heaven and earth to witness against your choice, okay? Mm -hmm. So you have life and the blessing or death and the curse. You need to choose. You need to choose, right? Yeah. And I call heaven and earth to witness against you. Now, I, let me show you how to make the, tr the choice first. So if you, go into, uh, if you go into Proverbs and chapter 18, verse 20 and 21, so how do we make yeah. the choice? If we're going to choose death and life and we're going to choose the blessing or the curse, how do we make that choice? Well, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 shows us. With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Again, yeah. let me point out, not the fruit of a man's mind or prayers in his head, and not it's, it's his mouth and yeah. his lips right? Yeah. So the confession needs to come forth out of us, right? It yeah. needs to be spoken. There, there's something on that that's important. It needs to be spoken. But then verse 21 says, death and life, where, where's the decision held? In the power of the tongue. Yeah. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, the one who will speak life will have life and the one who speaks death will have death, death and life. The choice is made where? In the tongue. Yeah. And, and put that in the comments. Say, the choice of death and life is made by our confession. The choice of death and life is made by our confession, right? Yeah. Yeah. This changes everything. Because, in, in other words, now, now think about this. What is in death and life? Everything, yeah. everything's there. Your healing's there. Your, your prosperity is there. Yeah. Your protection is there. Yeah. You're doing well and favor and blessing. Everything is in the choice of death and life. And so literally everything, what can change by yeah. making the good confession? Everything. Yeah. And put that in the comments. Everything changes by a good confession. Everything changes by good confession. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's look back at the power of Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. I love this. I love this. I love this. <laughs> it, it, this is just the greatest. 
is God has already pre-programmed heaven and earth to what the what the our English says witness against you, right? Imagine imagine that you have basically uh, a testimony. You're in a courtroom and you have God as the judge who makes things happen, right? Yeah. Uh, but He's already said. Then then he then he comes up and he says, "Hey heaven and hey earth." I want you to listen to this testimony. And whenever this testimony uh, is, it is heard by you, then I want you to compare, watch this, I want you to compare uh, heaven, I want you to look on the earth and see, does this testimony match what's on the earth? And earth, I want you to look at yourself and see, does the testimony, that the witness that yeah. you're about to hear match what's there. And he says, all right, heaven, you're the one who empowers that, and earth, you're the one where the change is made to receive it. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when we make a confession, it's like we're given a witness or a testimony in yeah. a courtroom. So if I say, I'm the healed of the Lord, then what happens is heaven and earth will testify Against, they will compare what is in the flesh right now versus what is what I confess. They will compare the testimony. They will compare them against each other yeah. and see if they match up or if they're off. It will say, are these the same? Yes, okay, you don't have anything to do. Are they different? Is the mm. testimony in the flesh that they're sick? Yes, but the testimony coming out of their mouth is that they're healed. Yeah. And then, hey, these testimonies, when we compare them against each other, they don't line up. Heaven, move in power to, to satisfy the choice of yeah. that person's confession. Yeah. Earth, receive the manifestation of the power of heaven. So he's pre-programmed heaven and earth yeah. to testify and give a manifestation of the choice of what we confess. Yeah. And so the testify against is simply the comparison between what has been and what you're saying. So mm -hmm. when you confess the word of God, when you confess yeah. the word of God, all of a sudden, heaven and earth both look at your confession, they weigh it against what has been, and they bring your confession into being. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a heavenly confession. It can be an ungodly. It can be a death choice. It can be words of lack, words of the curse, words of death, and heaven and earth are pre-programmed to get it to you. Yeah. So when you say, oh my goodness, my kids, uh, you know, staying home at alone, that just scares me to death. You are literally telling heaven and earth to bring a situation that will scare you to death, right? This is why the confession, you know, if you don't get off of that couch, you're going to break your neck. You, you are literally telling heaven and earth to testify their neck's not broken yet. We got to do something to break it, Right. Because we're, we're testifying death in that situation. We never want to do that. So how powerful is our confession and what can it yeah. change? And I love that idea that God has already pre-programmed life to come to us if we'll just speak it. If yeah. we'll speak life and not speak death, everything changes around that, right? Yeah. And so he, 
So what has he done? He said, now you understand that I'm the source. You have a right to all of these good things. You can now speak from the position of abiding in Christ. Every promise that Jesus paid for is yours. Every one of them you can grab a hold of. You can speak it. You can confess it. And heaven is authorized already to bring it about. The power of heaven is released to manifest it in the earth so that heaven and earth will match up and those things will be done. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and the choice is ours. Yeah. He, it's yeah. his power that he used, you know, as we read, to create the whole earth, to create everything, and he gave that power to us. So the choice yes. is ours. We can use that to choose life, or we can use that That's to correct. choose death. And what we because we have free will, whatever we choose, that's what the power has to line up with. Because he said, okay, yes. here's this power. Use it well. Use it for good choices. But I want you to have free will. The choice yes. is yours. It's up to us what we do with that power. It, yes. It's not like, well, you know, God is sovereign. Whatever will happen will happen. And I'm just here experiencing it all. <laughs> no, that is that is a lie. Yeah. The whole reason, you know, we're here and we're not just all saved like that is because he doesn't want robots. He wanted us to have a free will. We get to make the choice. And the same works with what we see happen in our lives, with what we say, with what we do with that power. The choice is ours. Yeah, yeah. 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 Amen. One thing that really helped me doctrinally that I heard Kenneth Copeland say a few years ago and because I had, I kind of had this like it, it's it's a fleshly thought. It's from it's not a good like it, it's the it's the flesh trying to be doubtful. So I had this thought of like, okay, if that's true, why um, when I say certain things sometimes does it not just happen instantly? And like, why if I if I have a bad confession right now, like if someone said, oh, that's killing me, or oh, I yeah. died or something, why are they not dead? And I'd be like, well, yeah. maybe it doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe it doesn't like actually work. Maybe there's like something missing that I don't know. And Kenneth Copeland said, if for so many people, it is God's mercy yes. that is taking the power of their confession yes. down. Yes. Yeah. It is God's mercy of why, if yes. you've been confessing bad things and you haven't seen it manifest yeah. instantly, yeah. that is God's love. And that is not, that does not take away from the truth. That just shows yeah. that He yeah. is merciful to help people who don't understand what they're doing. That's right. And that really yeah. helped me a lot be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But that is not that is not an excuse to be like, oh, I can say yeah. bad things oh, no. and have God's mercy. No, you'll no. still set a course. You yeah. will set, and I'll, I'll put it like this, is even if you're not at the place where you believe that every word that comes out of your mouth will come to place by faith, uh, it still will set a course yeah. for you. And mm-hmm. so as you speak it, you're on that course. That What you're speaking is your destination. Yeah. It may take you longer to get there, but a mature believer would be one that grows up in these things and they are putting yeah. the right words, they're making the right choices with their words, they're speaking life, and they're believing that their words are more and more and more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this this scenario keeps coming up to me. You may have noticed if you on us for a while or come to church here is used to we had like the signs up at the church um uh, we had the signs up at the church that basically said you know welcome welcome yeah. welcome we had it on our envelopes we had welcome everything and uh the lord said the lord spoke to me 
He yeah. said, your words are too authoritative and too important to throw around. He said, do you want everybody that passes by on the street actually mm -hmm. to be spiritually welcome in this place? Oh. And I was like, no. So I said, no, I don't, because some people yeah. will come and just try to disrupt to be an enemy, and we've mm -hmm. seen those things. Yeah. And we had been seeing some of that stuff, some of those attacks that was actually causing problems. He said, he said, who do you want to be here? I said, really, the only people that I want to walk in the doors are ones that will be blessed or changed. Yeah. He said, then you pray that those are the only people that are come in, but stop putting welcome on everything because when you put it on that stuff, yeah. legally, your words are authoritative and powerful yeah. to allow every demonic thing to come on the, on the property, to come in. You're welcoming even the the enemies of God, by putting it out at the street, you're welcoming the enemies of God to come in here and you're giving yeah. them a welcome place, right? Yeah. And I said, oh, we're changing that. We changed everything right now. Yeah. I mean, we changed it quickly. And yeah. we said, be blessed. That's what we put on the envelopes and we took the welcome signs down because that's not what we wanted. And and yeah. that, was a, that was a revelation that, we had moved to a place where we knew our words have authority and we didn't have a right to play around with idle words. Yeah. And so I've had that, you know, I don't always tell that story, but I've really felt led to share it yeah. here yeah. as well. Is we have to take take responsibility to grow in yeah. our words and what we confess, but also grow in our ability. We need to grow in our ability. Uh, to believe that our words are authoritative. We have to believe yeah. what God's given us and grow yeah. to the place where your words do matter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, for example, right now, I would never, if somebody, mm -hmm. if somebody like passed me in a car or made me mad or something like that, yeah. I would never say, well, I just hope you crash. You know, I would not say that because no. I know my words carry power. When I, when yeah. I speak on behalf of God and Jesus, people are healed. And when I speak, Things are released in their life. Uh, yeah. If I speak, there's things, and I'm not talking about just me. I'm just talking about I've come to the realization those things happen. And yeah. so I don't have a right to just say stuff. You know, I, those idle words become very, very powerful negatively yeah. if, I, if I just let them fly. Well, that should be the case of every believer, not just yeah. Brian. You know, yeah. that should be the case of every believer that starts mm -hmm. to understand their words, right? Yeah. So tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to look at this. Uh, tomorrow we're going to look at how, uh, how to work your confession, how to work your confession. Uh, but, you know, as we're, as we're wrapping up today, I still want to just look at, I want to look at one point in Joshua, and then if y'all have anything to share as we wrap up, get it ready. But let's look at one of the key verses of, of this, of, of confessions, and that's Joshua 1.8. But we, we're answering the question today, how much can change by making good confessions? What would y'all say? Everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it all changes by yeah. your confession. It all changes. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like using that example of the welcome, um, you know, in other words, well, then you're not allowing demon-possessed people in? No, that's not what I said. I said only allow the people that will be changed yeah. mm -hmm. and will be helped. Yeah. So if they will be helped, they're allowed to come till they get that change, right? Mm -hmm. 
they're allowed they're allowed to do that. So that we handle that in prayer. We yeah. handle those things in prayer. But and since that time when we've made that change, it's been totally different. Yeah. Things have been different and it's been much easier in the spirit because yeah. we weren't allowing things that didn't need to be there. So Joshua 1 8 says this. This book of the law, or the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. From where? Your mouth. Your mouth. In other words, we need, we need to make sure, we need to make sure that we know this word and that we're putting this word in and we're speaking this word, right? Yeah. And the doctor says, hey, uh, I give you two weeks to live. No, you, you know the yeah. word. I will live and not die. Yeah. With yeah. long life, I am satisfied, yeah. right? And I'm the healed of the Lord. You need to know and have these things right, in yeah. you. Don't let it depart, not just from your mind, and not don't let mm -hmm. it depart, not just from your heart. Yeah. He says, don't let the law of God, the word yeah. of God, depart from your mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't let it depart. It needs to be there. It needs to be spoken. So, yeah. amen. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. So one of the things where he says you shall meditate on it day and yeah. night, that word, we, we see that word and all we think of is we need to think on the word. Yeah. Think on the word. But that's not everything that word means. Yeah. In the Hebrew, yeah. that word actually meant to confess or to murmur it. Mm, yeah. So take the word of God, don't let it yeah. depart from your mouth, and actually speak it. You're murmuring the word. You know, you'll hear me, you'll hear me at different times. You know, I might not be talking to anybody, but under my breath, I'll be speaking the blessings yeah. of God and the favor of God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this provision. Thank you for paying for the AC unit. Thank you, Lord, for this. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I praise you for this. We have the full supply yeah. that we need for new cameras and new audio equipment. You'll, you'll hear me saying yeah. these things and confessing those things. And it's like, well, I thought that was for your prayer time. Like, I, I'm not letting it depart from my yeah. mouth. <laughs> like, it, I'm not going to have a time where I'm not speaking and yeah. confessing those things. I might have quiet times. But for the most part, I'm on a regular basis going to be confessing the word of God. I'm the righteousness yeah. of God in Christ. I hate sin. I love righteousness, and I'm anointed by God, right? Yeah. I walk in holiness, and I'm anointed, those confessions that we have. You know, no mm -hmm. evil will befall me. Every fiery dart will be quenched. You yeah. know, every weapon formed against us will not prosper but be destroyed in Jesus' name, you know? Yeah. And you see these things that'll come out of you because you're confessing them on a regular basis. And God yeah. says, if you will, if you will met, murmur and confess it and meditate it, then you will know what to do. And when mm -hmm. you do it, you will make yourself prosperous and you will have success. But what does it all hinge on? What is an ingredient in our success? Confession. Yeah. And put that in the comments. Confession is a main ingredient of our success in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Confession is a main ingredient of our success in the kingdom of God. That's a good, that'll be a good meme. <laughs> a, a good, a good word. Confession is yeah. a main ingredient 
in our success in the kingdom of God. Yeah. We've got to get that through in our heads and in our hearts and then move mm -hmm. on that. But we also have to know what did the Lord say and, and say those things. Don't yeah. say idle things. Don't say ungodly things. Say those things. Yeah. yeah. Kelly had a question in the comments. Okay. She said, can we speak death to a bad confession and cut it off? Of ourselves, if you said it already and I missed it, I'm sorry. Absolutely, yeah. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. If you ever find yourself saying, uh, finding that you made a bad confession, you just you just pray to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I recognize that. And it's just like any other thing, like First John 1. I repent and I return. I repent, I receive forgiveness for it, and he is faithful and just to forgive us all of our transgression. That is a transgression, and he's faithful to forgive us. And you can just say, Lord, I repent. I was saying the wrong thing. I recognize it right now in Jesus' name. I change. I will not say it again. I renounce it. I have no part with any of those words I ever said. Now, that's just something I think is good for us to say so that we understand what we're actually doing. Uh, but we're also speaking life over that now. We're bringing to death those death words. We're bringing that curse to an end. And you can say what I am and then say the reverse, what God would say over you. You know, if, if you said, that just scares me to death, you say, Lord, I repent. It does not scare me, and it definitely doesn't scare me to death. I renounce that. I repent over that, and it doesn't scare me at all. I have no fear because I'm in you, and perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. I will not be feared to death. I will actually be encouraged, and I'm looking for how you're going to bring about the good thing regardless of what I see with my eyes because in you I put my trust. And so you're always leading me to triumph no matter what I see, no matter what I feel. And so, Lord, I receive that triumph today. And you yeah. let the word of God come out of you in that way, and the Holy Ghost will help you. But he'll help you, of course, if you've got it in you. You need to get in the word and you know, know what the word has said about you. That's yeah. a great question. One, one thing that I think, just in wrapping up, that Holy Spirit's bringing up to me, is one thing that really taught me the power in my words was the revelation of righteousness. Was yeah. the revelation that he has made me righteous. It's not by my righteousness that there is power in my words. Yeah. It's not by me doing That's it good. right. It's yeah. not based off of if I've had a good day, if I've been good today, that there's power for you know the blessings of God through my words. Yeah. It's because of him. And it changed, it changed how I confessed yeah. the word of God over my life. But it also changed when I prayed for people. Yes. Because he yes. says, you will lay hands on the sick yes. and they will recover. That's he right. didn't say sometimes. He, he said they will. And yes. that's a promise of God. Yeah. And we cannot take the promises of God lightly. And so when I realized that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, and that my words have the same power that his do because he gave me that, Yeah. then when I prayed for someone, when I prayed over myself, when I prayed for someone who asked for prayer, who was feeling sick, when I pray for the dead, they will get up. They will live again. Yeah. They will yeah. be healed, not because of me, yeah. but because of him, because yeah. of his righteousness. And that gives a whole new understanding right. to the power yeah. in our words. It's not based off of you. Yeah. It's based off of him. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. And that, that right there, that is a major point because 
then yeah. your your generation of the power is not by you either. That generation of the power and yeah. the manifestation of the love is by him, you know, yeah. and in him, not just ourselves. So, amen. Yeah. Um, just one kind of clarifying question. I know that uh, this is a principle that is, is kind of, it's set in stone. It is a way of God. But would you say that as you clean up your confession that your authority in your confession, the authority of your confession, like, increases? Like, where, because yeah, yeah. I remember, like I mentioned Kenneth Copeland, I think what he was saying was that God's mercy kind of takes down some of that power, yeah. even though it's a law. Yeah. It kind of takes it down, but then as you kind of grow in your confession, it gets to the point where God's able to make your words more powerful so that if you accidentally say, if yeah. he trusts you, if I'm not going to yeah. say something accidentally stupid, yeah. like, that yeah. point, is that... Well, remember this, that all everything we're talking about is uh, confession and faith. The faith is wrapped up in our confession. If there's no heart connection, well, what is that heart connection? It's our faith, right? It's our mm -hmm. belief in what we're saying. What does faith work by? Love. love. So if we're not operating by love, then we're not going to see as much authority and power, right? Mm -hmm. So as our love walk grows, our words become more powerful. And as our love walk matures, our authority matures, our, our confessions yeah. mature. And so the beautiful thing about that is it's built into the system that God designed. Yeah. It's built in that you're not going to be able to just, you know, blow people out with your words until you get your love walk up. Yeah. Right? And so... That's why we want to work on our love walk, but then, of course, keep it there. And if you think yeah. about if my love, if my love walk goes high and my words are working, and you'll see a lot of ministers, they'll do that, and then their love walk shrinks back, and you'll see the authority drop off of their life some. Yeah. It'll be, it probably won't be gone, but it'll be, it'll be dropped back. And then if they'll operate in a moment in love, they'll have it, you know. And so God set up a system that's so beautiful <laughs> and so majestic yeah. in, its, in, in its wisdom yeah. and design. And so now that doesn't mean, you know, God's not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so one of the things that you see is that when he, you know, if a person, it, words are seeds as well, yeah. right? That's very yeah. clear that words can be seeds and are seeds. And so if I'm constantly planting the wrong seeds, even if my love's not there, I'm still headed that direction. God's not mocked whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Yeah. So we don't want to keep going down that path. There is cause and effect. Praise God for his mercy that stretches that time out to give us time to wake up to it. But uh, we want to just get better. We want to yeah. do it better and better and better. So. Well, it's just really exciting to yeah. me to, to think about being at the place of authority yeah. where your words work. Every yeah. single yeah. thing that you say carries authority. Yeah. Like every single thing. Like that's it. I want to clean up my confession so that my words carry extreme power and authority to the highest yeah. degree so yeah. that there's not yeah. there's not one thing hindering me from from God just totally being like everything that she says let yeah. it be done and yeah. I don't have to have any of any like yeah. um God's mercy of oh man like I yeah. Said, oh, yeah she said all this like gotta help her out or anything yeah 
<laughs> Buddy brings up, is that when, like, the she-bears came out and, and attacked those guys and fire from heaven can come when somebody has been granted a certain kind of authority in their words? Yes, but see, that authority, in a sense, is granted to every believer. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. just... It's not just relegated to the fivefold ministry. Every believer can cast out demons yeah. with a word. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. That authority can happen. And it doesn't, notice in James where it says the prayer of faith, he doesn't say the prayer of faith of a prophet. He just says that mm-hmm. he's given that to the whole church, signifying that the church, a believer, a man or a woman that believes yeah. and prays a prayer, a fervent prayer of faith can have those things. Yeah. And so this yeah. is, you know, it, it's one of those areas where, yes, that love walk can increase authority. But remember, love walk is not just like ooey-gooey feelings. Yeah. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So that's walking mm-hmm. in holiness, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. as you take your righteousness from Christ and allow it to empower you to walk holy and, mm-hmm. and you allow it, uh, to change your heart, to be willing to give yourself as as to the Lord, to sow yourself to the Lord, he will give you the grace to walk that out from his righteousness, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to walk holy in ways that you've never done before. And now as you walk holy and you speak, and yeah. things happen, things yeah. happen. Um, I know, I can tell you from the period of time where we started the church and before to where I am now, I am very mindful of my words over yeah. people, very mindful of my words. And I won't even speak like, like you know, well, they're just, they made a mistake. Well, they're just dumb. I won't even Mm-mm. speak stuff like that, you know, even in joking or even trying to convey fact. Like yeah. I will say they, you know, they messed up or they missed it, you know, but I'm not prophesying yeah. over their life. But it's not yeah. just that, is I don't just speak, you know, let's say that I had an authority and, and I just said, okay, you be, uh, you know, I'll use this, let's just say you're, you're going to be a pastor, right? And I'm saying that. Now, we know right now I'm not being serious. I'm giving an example. But I wouldn't say something like that yeah. because I could empower something in my authority to come to pass uh, quicker than it should have come to pass because I spoke it out of time. And I realized my words are more yeah. important, so I don't just say that stuff. And, um, you know, so that's a uh, buddy yeah. and I were having a conversation yesterday that was really good. And we were showing, and we were talking, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, is people are not able to handle the weight of the anointing that God wants them to handle if they're not prepared for it yet. And if they step try to step into that office, it would just blow them apart. That's why the word says don't lay hands on somebody quickly, yeah. right, in parting that, which means you could do it too quickly. Yeah. From what? From what? Authority. From your authority and your confession over them, right? Yeah. You, you have an authority, and he's saying don't do that too fast yeah. because it'll enter them into an arena that they're not prepared for. Uh, and that's and that's why the higher you see somebody get in the kingdom of God, and they're actually operating these things, yeah. know that they they have what it takes to stay there, or they you know, or you wouldn't see them still being there because there are challenges. And if they have 
they have stuck it out and remained and kept growing, then it's impressive. And what you will see with leaders sometimes, I'm I'm seeing this more now because I'm seeing a bigger picture than I've ever seen before, is uh, this is just an extra little nugget, is um, you have uh, the ability to step into arena. Think about this. If you just looked at it as an arena, like in, in your first arena is like the weakest opponent, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going hand-to-hand combat with the weakest opponent, and then you win there, and then mm-hmm. you go to the next arena, and you win there. And we have this idea that every time we go to the next level that we've already got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, every new opponent brings different moves, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they got different. They got moves you've <laughs> never seen, you know? And so they've got different things, and you've got to learn in each level how yeah. to apply it. Now, the basics are still the same, but maybe it's an angle you've not seen before. So you'll see leaders at times, I've found, I've found that you will see leaders at times not know how to handle this new level of authority they've been given yeah. or how to, and, and they're great like in doing what they just did a couple years ago, yeah. but they've got to figure out how to do it now. You know, cause it, and it's not that they've lessened, yeah. They've just, they're at a new level. And it and I, I don't really like the new level, new devil thing, but I, but there's, an, there's new challenges yeah. and new ways of thinking. You know, think about this. If, if a uh, city council member became the mayor, would there be things in the mayor's office that they've never faced before in the city? Excuse me, in the city council? Absolutely. What if the mayor uh, became the governor? Would there be things there? There would be, you have to look at things totally different, such a much more broad range. Think about then the governor became uh, like a senator. You know, it's not just over their state. Now you're looking over affairs of the the federal, of the country, right? And then what if the senator becomes, you know, president? Every, each one of those steps, it's not, there's new challenges at each one. It's a lot broader. It's a lot wider scope of things. And yeah. so you will see that as leaders develop and move into those different arenas, that they will face new things. You know, I'm facing things right now that are totally new to me. Yeah. Um, and praise God, and the Lord's helping me through them. I feel like I've gotten on the victory side of, of those things. But uh, it was challenging when it stepped up. It was challenging yeah. to me. And whereas I felt like I had it handled before. And uh, some of those things are even like preaching. So, for example, you know, when I first started preaching, I had a system, and the system worked, and the anointing came, and then God changed the system. And he said, you're not doing it that way. And the grace for that system went away, and I had to learn a new way of doing things. And And then that system changed, and then that system changed. And every time, but each one led me to flow better in the Holy Ghost than I have ever before and to trust God and not speak from Brian's perspective, but from the Holy Spirit's perspective. So Mm -hmm. as you go in these things, even in your confession, you can see that you may have to grow and learn, okay, I can't say that anymore. All right, I've got to speak this. I I can't tell those jokes anymore. That was cool when I was a young pastor but it's not cool now. Like there's yeah. there's different things. I can't I can't do those things. I can't. You you see what I mean? Yeah. And so our confession changes, our authority changes, the challenges change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Glory to God. 
<laughs> I feel like there's probably comments we need to address, but I have no idea what they are. So anyway, did y'all get something out of this today? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. I will say, I will say on the she bears, there is a whole lot in that story. There is so much more going on in that story than what it just looks like. One of the first things I'll say is uh, our English translates that word as like little boys, but it wasn't little boys. Uh, it's actually like young men. Is, is, it could be anywhere from little boys to young men. And because of the context, it's probably young men. So there's uh, interesting. But what? Oh, oh. so anyway, we, uh, we just praise God for you. And in that story, what I'm getting at is it looks like it's pretty harsh, and it is harsh, but there's more going on than what most people know. But yeah. there is an authority there. Yeah. Um, I've heard of an authority literally uh, for people to, um, to fall dead at the words of a prophet of God, and, um, and I believe it because there is an authority. When you set yourself yeah. as an enemy of God, uh, so, yeah, your words contain power. And what can, what can your words change? Everything. Everything. And so, Father, right now, we just ask that you will continue to show us how to grow in our authority and grow in the power of God uh, in our confessions and in our words. Lord, let us not take them lightly, but let us take our confessions seriously because they are a direct uh, correlation to the value of our beliefs. And so, Father, thank you for highlighting our confessions and our words and helping us to see them for what they should be. Help us to grow in those. Lord, help us to know when it's not you in, in a word that we're wanting to speak. Help us to know what to say and what not to say yeah. and be strengthened to change habits. In yeah. Jesus' name, we praise you and love you. Amen. Glory to God.